Late Night Conversations, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Let's welcome uh, Dr. Ngobile Zulu, who's a research manager and uh, at Studies in Poverty and Equality Institute. Thank you very much for your patience and holding for us, Dr. Zulu. Good evening. Good evening, Patricia. How are you? I'm, I'm strong. How are you? I'm fine. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just interested in the previous conversation that I was listening to. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there's a teacher you want to give a shout out to. <laughs> ah, you were one of those who was whipped by your teacher. Thank goodness corporal punishment is gone. <laughs> Listen, Patricia, I was one who gave out the whipping. <laughs> but I'm sure there are a couple of students that would want to give a shout-out to me. Listen, there's an important role that teachers play, and one has got to appreciate that um, sometimes for the teachers, it's like a... I, I sometimes see some of the best teachers as your your priest, but they've got a, they have a calling. The guys who really care about the students, the guys that like what was being described by the earlier speaker about the teacher who would walk around the school and see an empty class comes in. Those are people with a calling for teaching. So maybe the difficulty that we have here now is most people are in it for the money. But anyway, I don't think that's, my, that's what you called me. Right? <laughs> Not at all. But I'm so glad that you're no longer giving whippings, Dr. Zulu. Um, no. The whipping no. that I need us uh, to, to just, you know, maybe crack out is the fact that, you know, you as an institution have been uh, doing this uh, research around um, a decent standard of living and what it costs an average South African for the past six years. And uh, end of September marked your sixth annual decent standard of living um, colloquium. So talk to yeah. us about it. What sort of measures do you use? What sort of social necessities are there that mark our standard of living in South Africa? Uh, thank you, Patricia. One of the things, what I, what I would want to put across as key is that these are socially perceived necessities. And interestingly, Patricia, these socially perceived necessities cut across whether we talk of ethnic, gender, age, they cut across all different uh, groupings in South Africa. The study that we did focused on five uh, provinces but also people who spoke five different languages. And among all of those people, we found that they that these socialist perceived necessities that were similar all throughout. So then that's that's remarkable because what it does, it gives us an indication that we can go beyond the econometric measure that is normally being used by maybe start essay or by the state and government itself, maybe deciding on upon the grant that they're going to issue out and all of that. But what this speaks to is the sense that people know what they want. So they have an urgency. And hence, for us, this is what we want to punt. We could listen to our research that people have an urgency. They know what they want. And but people, we're talking of the citizens of South Africa, they have a right to a decent standard of living that speaks to their aspirations. What are the aspirations that we're talking about? A decent housing, for example. Uh, the ability to have an inside toilet, for example, the ability to have running water in the household. Those are all aspirations that the mixed class and those on the different side of the scale will take, things, take these things for granted. But if we go to like a member of
you find that people have to crawl outside for a toilet, for example. And with the level of GPV that we have and all of that, it's not safe for women. So it is these things that some of it, which if the state can look at it properly, then you can have a way in the system of bringing citizens' dignity back. I, I was laughing one of the, the figures when we some of, uh, looking at some of the campaigns that have been happening currently. I mean, it's it serious like Christmas when election time and what the politicians do. But um, there's one picture that I, I remember where somebody was just opening a tape of water. A tape of water partition. With the nickel of the street. Mm-hmm. And that's supposed to be a big achievement. Sure. 2021 in South Africa. But what does that say? So that speaks to saying our people still make that decent standard of living. If we can celebrate opening a tape of water for people, how far do we need to go? You know, uh, Dr. Zulu, you're speaking of something that touches my heart um, very often. Uh, I, I go home, which is in KZN, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and, and, and look, what you're talking about now is a far cry from mm-hmm. what I live here in, in Gauteng. Um, yeah. the, the, I, I, do, I don't know running water. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm reliant on a Jojo tank. Um, I, I don't know a flushing toilet <laughs> when I'm back home. And mm-hmm. yes, it is home. It is uh, you at peace. You enjoy the landscape. You enjoy Gutsemakai. Kodwa. Yeah. Yeah. When you know that back in Gauteng, <laughs> you've got mm-hmm. a flushing toilet, you've got running water, you've got electricity, you've got, yes, yeah. it's got its own challenges, but you've got it there. It is available. On the other mm-hmm. end of the world, inequality is just too much. So how did you get, uh, with your research, to the, the amount of 7,911 rands as a standard uh, cost of living for a person in South Africa? Well, what we did, we thought, thank you, Patricia. And uh, well, I just wanted to follow up on your, on your point say, on the other side of the world. It's not even the other side of the world, on the other side of the province. And sometimes not even on the other side of the same province, Let's look at your, your Alex and uh, something or, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But back to the issue of this socially perceived necessity, to arrive at that figure, we, we, we looked at the common socially perceived necessities that people are cutting. Like I, like I mentioned, the five different languages, like I, like I mentioned, the different age groups, the gender dimension and, and all of that, ethnicity. So among all of these, we looked at what were the common socially perceived necessities. And then we use those to amalgamate them and say, okay, if we were to quantify this, how much would it cost? So to arrive at that figure, we picked, we, our questionnaire had 50 questions. But from among the 50, for example, with 27, where there's a two-third threshold in terms of among the people that were, because among, among the people that were surveyed, Two-thirds of them put 27 socially perceived necessities as being common to them. And so it is these 27 that we put together and quantified. I don't know that that's making sense for you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Go ahead. Hello? Yes, it, it makes sense. It makes sense, yeah? Yeah. So in, this is not quite a, a list of indicators that are, that are exhaustive in, in, in and of, and of itself. But it speaks to these that are common, like the example that you, you and I were, were focusing on. 
the issue of a flushing toilet, for example. It's people that are aspiring to, to that and are cutting across running water, right? Um, a house where there's electricity. And so we're looking at all those things and looking at them and saying, okay, this is what. Um, this study, remarkably, is a follow-up to a study that was done in 2006. And interestingly, Patricia, what comes out is most of the points that were referred to, the socially perceived necessities that were referred to in 2006 are the same socially perceived necessities that are being referred to in 2021. So what does it mean? It means the study has been validated. There's been, 50, there's been a 15-year gap between 2006 and 2021, and it's different people that have surveyed. And yet, all these 27 socially perceived necessities are coming across, are cutting through. We found them in 2006 as well, 36 of socially perceived necessities. In 2021, it's 27 social SPNs. So what it basically means is people are the same, whether in terms of race, ethnicity, age, gender, they are the same, and they have the same aspirations. So, in one sense, where are policymakers missing the citizens? Where are they not getting it right? Maybe this is a measure that we need to go back to, and then we are able to provide citizens with a quality of life that speaks to their dignity, that speaks to what they want, not what the politicians or the academics or other people in different places want. So we need to listen. Are we listening to the population? Are we listening to the citizens? Are we listening to what they define for themselves as different standard of living? Dr. Zulu, from your research, would you agree that um, a standard social grant for those who are unemployed would be the way to go for us to be able to bridge this inequality since unemployment is quite high in South Africa and uh, our society is the most unequal according to uh, the Gini coefficient in the world? Let's go back to the discussion that you had. And I'm I'm glad, Patricia, you personalized it because more often than not, when we speak about these things, people are too far removed from this to identify with what we are talking about. We take water for granted. If I can be able to open a tape here and receive water, we take that for granted. We take going to the toilet for granted. Yet, someone else has to walk a distance to get that. How much time are we saving them if they are able to get that? So that speaks to the question of the grant. If we are able to give people a decent grant, whatever it is, whatever we touch from, whatever measure we use, we what we have given them is dignity. And Patricia and your listeners, what is the price to dignity? What is the price to somebody not having to worry about what their next meal is going to be? Somebody not having to worry about what am I going to eat today? What are my kids going to feed on? Am I going to sleep hungry again today with just water and all of that? There's no price for that. If, if we're going to go back, Patricia, to Ubuntu, to what we, the rainbow nation that we, we, we all dearly love and want to create, then let's remove the indignity of people having to worry about what their next meal is. Because what has been studies have proven that once you give people that distance, once people have access to that and they're able to 
not worry about the next meal, but can be able to have something. Then they're able to build on the liquid that they have. So there's a fallacy to say, if you give people, then they're going to be lazy and all of that. They won't. What you're removing is the indignity that should not be suffered by any citizen of a country that you call South Africa, which has so much resources. I don't know. Do I make sense to you on that? I hear you. I hear you 120 percent, uh, Dr. Zulu. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't know. I'm just not even this, but this is a serious issue because I don't want to make you cry now. But it's, and I think speaking to your listeners, it's the indignity of having to worry about the next meal that most of us are forgetting, that most of us take for granted, particularly whether we make a class or the upper class, or where we, we have a choice, a selection of what you want to eat. Yet someone does not have that selection. They don't know what the next meal is going to be. So if we are South Africans and we believe in the wound, let's remove that indignity from them. Let's give them a start somewhere. And then we can have a better race. I definitely do agree with you, uh, Dr. Zulu. Um, and I, I, I feel it because it is a personal one. Um, when you go into communities, uh, like you said, uh, Alexandra mm-hmm. in, in here in Gauteng and most of the rural areas across our country are experiencing mm-hmm. such conditions. I do hope that, you know, the powers that be will listen and they will take your research seriously. I mean, six years in the making. For the past six years, you've given reports around the standard of living, and I think it's getting worse and worse. And hopefully, someone is going to wake up, listen, and do something about it. Thank you.